Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. Today, I'm joined by Imran Laka, founder of Options Inside. Imran, welcome back to Real Vision. Hey, Ash. Good to see you, mate. It's great to have you here. Your second time on the platform doing this walkthrough of your analysis of what's happening in technical uh, insights into this market. Very well received on the platform last time. It's a pleasure to have you back. Thanks for having me. Imran, before we get into the weeds, big picture, what's happening? How do you see these crypto markets right now? Oh, wow. What a crazy market. Um, so, you know, it's it's been in a pretty structural downtrend for a while, right? That's, that's no surprise to anyone uh, with the Fed withdrawing liquidity, with, with the not very nice macro backdrop, and, and, you know, a lot of froth needing to get taken out. That trend has kind of been in place for a while, right, since the, the top in November last year. Um, obviously, we posted like our worst quarterly performance, since second worst, sorry, not the worst, second worst quarterly performance ever in Bitcoin, uh, down 58.6% and uh, pretty abysmal. Um, and obviously, we're having a credit crisis, right? So the likes of Three Arrows Capital, uh, Celsius, obviously the Terra Luna blow up. It, it's just, it's pretty much showing how much leverage there was in the space and who the irresponsible players were, right? Who were taking on too much risk and doing things that really they should have known better than to do, right? And 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 so now the, the, the whole space is kind of purging all that. Um, we're seeing where the bodies lie, basically. And, um, and it's healthy in the long run, right? So I, I don't think it's a bad thing in the long run. But obviously, those who have not used leverage and who are taking a long-term view and have got some dry powder or have managed to hedge themselves, maybe with some derivatives, like my speciality, will be able to actually benefit from this drawdown once we see the other side of it. And, you know, it's not like we haven't seen these type of moves before in the digital asset space, right? So for those of us who have been in it for a while, it's 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 not something to be scared of. It's actually potentially an opportunity for a, for a longer term view and for the ability to, you know, just average in if you still believe in the space, you still believe in the, the tech, the adoption story, all of those things. And, and actually the fiat currency debasement that I think we all know is coming down the road. So, Imran, you've just made the secular bull case for Bitcoin uh, in terms of the technological revolution, something that I uh, believe in greatly, uh, the risk that you see in terms of uh, fiat debasement in the future. But let me play devil's advocate. Let me take the opposite side of the argument uh, just to hash it out. There will be folks who say, man, this has been absolutely dismal. You look at this performance, uh, the market performance that we've seen here down from the November 21 highs. And then you fold in some of the factors, in fact, all of the factors that you just mentioned, specifically massive macro headwinds uh, in the in the form of uh, central bank policy, this incredible headwind of inflation that we see that central banks are trying to respond against. Uh, and then to make it even more specific to the crypto 
industry, the points that you just made in terms of forced liquidation, credit issues, bleeding throughout the entire system. I'm sure there are folks out there who are watching this who are concerned about the short term, who are concerned about the intermediate term, even those who believe in the longer term bull case for these assets. Yeah, I, I think you need to zoom out, right? I think you need to say to yourself, an asset, if we go if we go back through the life of Bitcoin, right? If we let's say we take from 2011 starting there. I mean, 2011, it was up 1400%. 2013, it was up five and a half thousand percent. I mean, the, when you've got assets that can put in those sort of ridiculous returns, you've got to expect the occasional 80% drawdown, right? Like it's, it kind of comes with the territory, right? So you've got to kind of think of this space as quite different, quite a different animal to any other asset class still, right? And, and you know, people are saying it's maturing and all that. Let's be clear. A mature asset class doesn't wipe out eighty percent that that quickly, right? So it's still finding its feet. It still needs a lot more adoption, a lot more understanding, and it needs arguably some regulation around the way people do business in the space, so that you don't have these horrible blowups like three AC, right? So I think hopefully we'll get there. I mean, for all we know, we've got another 50% drop coming, right? And this thing doesn't bottom out until we get to 10,000. Very, very possible, right? But the way you invest in this space and the way I've always invested in this space, and I only got in in 2020, and I, I wasn't lucky enough to get in in you know, 2017 or before where you would have made ridiculous returns. But the way I always thought about this space was it's a bit of a call option, which means you invest what you can afford to invest. You don't leverage yourself. And you know that money could easily go to zero in the next five years, but you're well aware that it could also do 10x in five years, right? And, and having some small allocation, and I've said this to my friends from TradFi, make sure it's a small allocation of your overall portfolio, right? Because you're not going to put, well, anyone, you know, Anyone who's been from a TradFi background, right, and who's run senior books and senior positions knows that they're not going to put more than 5% of their portfolio into a 100-vol asset, right? When it becomes a 20-vol asset, maybe you can put a bit more in. But in a 100-vol asset, you've got to think about your sizing. And if you put 5% max into it and that goes to zero, yes, you take a 5% drawdown in your portfolio, but that's it. You're limited, Right. And if that position then grows and becomes a larger part of your portfolio, then that's fine because that means you've actually made a ton of money and you're kind of running your winning position. But as a starting position, a hundred vol asset, you don't go in bigger than 5%. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply important points about asset allocation, risk management, and position sizing. Imran, with that said, let's jump right in and go through the deck. So this is part of um, my sort of macro insight, which is also crypto insight that I do once a week. Um, And, you know, I run through what I'm seeing in terms of the charts on crypto. 
um, if there's any big sort of major stories that I'm following. Uh, and then I go through the volatility analysis. So what's going on in option space, what the flows are, what the vol curves are looking like, and if that's speaking to me, basically. You know, the, the really, the big thing, like we said, is, is the fallout from 3AC and Celsius, and it continues to linger in markets. And I think that's really what's keeping a lid on markets and, and making it quite hard for crypto markets to bounce alongside equities. You know, equities had a pretty strong rally last week uh, before month end, um, as you know, the market anticipated a bunch of quarter end buying flows. And, you know, off the bottom, S&P was up something like 6 or 7% in short order. Crypto was barely off the lows, right? So, you know, I was looking for crypto to, or at least Bitcoin to get to about 25,000 again. And it really couldn't even break 22,000. So really, really struggling. So there may well still be continued ongoing liquidations, redemptions from various funds now that the quarter has ended. And, and, and flows that might even be anticipation of that, of that type of liquidation. Um, and that's keeping a bit of a lid on things. I do think also that regulation is going to play a part over the next quarter because the, the sheer scale of wealth uh, destruction that's happened in the space um, and the noise that's been, that's been created around that um, is going to mean that, you know, policymakers feel quite empowered to kind of try and clamp down on the industry. We, we had the uh, European Parliament agree on the, on the terms of the, of the Mika bill um, that the European Commission have, have put through. And, and that's just a, a massive framework with a bunch of rules, basically, if you're going to do crypto in Europe. And, and that may well kind of slow down the pace of innovation in the space uh, and it put a few barriers up in the short term, at least. But, you know, from from the from the rule set that we saw, it wasn't as oppressive as some people were concerned about, which then might mean that it encourages more, you know, institutional investors over time, more service providers in the space, and ultimately more adoption longer term, which is what the space needs, right, over the next five or ten years. Now, do you see that as a short-term headwind, long-term tailwind? How do you think about the regulation risk or opportunity? Yeah, no, I t totally see it that way, right? I see it. People, you know, it will have negative headlines around it, maybe, and and you know the back and forth and the arguing about what the rules should be and it's too stringent or whatever, and that might keep a lid on things, let's say, because it does slow down innovation and it and it does put some people off investing in the space or even building businesses in the space, let's say. But over the long term, without that regulation, without that clarity of how we can operate. And without bringing that confidence to people from other, you know, businesses and other asset classes and industries, right? You, you, that will bring confidence, hopefully, that there is some oversight and it's not just the Wild West. And then over time, that can actually be a good thing. But it, it is a slow burner and it's not something that's going to like make the market rally in the short term, right? The short term dynamics are very much driven around, you know, the credit, ongoing credit crisis and the fallout from that. And then the macro backdrop with all the liquidity being withdrawn from the system. And until we feel like there's a bottom in and we're seeing, you know, the Fed pivot that is starting to get priced by interest rate markets, until we see confirmation of that, you, you're probably not putting in a bottom on, on crypto for now. Walk us through this Bitcoin chart. Sure. So, you know, I've put there Bitcoin still heavy. And what I'm basically saying there is that you, if you look at the kind of structure of that price action, you can see some very sharp, impulsive moves to the downside. 
And then they retrace, but they don't retrace by much. And it's very corrective, choppy moves that happen after those impulsive down moves. So from a wave structure perspective, that's very much saying that we're still very much in a downtrend, right? So those, those bounces are counter trend, corrective little bounces, and then the impulse moves come to the downside. And so there's nothing in that chart that suggests to me that we've put in a bottom yet. And I would expect at least one more significant leg down before a bottom is in and maybe multiple legs down, right? So it might be a case of over the next two or three months, we're working our way down to the ultimate bottom. And then, and then we need to really feel like we put in a bottom, we would need a nice, strong, impulsive rally off the low, which clearly we haven't seen in the recent low. So that would then, that would then be a setup for potentially a real longer term trend reversal. You need to see an impulsive bounce. And we're yet to see that. We haven't seen that for quite some time in, in crypto assets. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.